Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and way up there to my left, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm good. How many miles to your left am I exactly? Ooh, do, you, do you know? I don't know. Have you ever worked that out? I, I, I think I probably did once, but I have no earthly idea what it was. I'd have to do it again, but it's a long way from... It's got to be a fair amount. The Gulf Coast of Houston all the way up to Canada. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Long way, but but you are to my left. That is how I say I am to your left. Yes. I face east. Over there. More or less. To the left. <laughs> Step to the left. I have no idea. Wait, what's what's north, south, west, east? Okay, the sun sets in the west. West. Right? Yes. So, west is directly to my right. So, where are you? Are you west of me? No, I'm south of you, so I'm right in front of you. You're south of me. You're right. Oh, I was going to say you're my right-hand man, but I guess not. <laughs> I'll be I your right-hand man anyway. I could move my chair, I yeah. guess. Well, you could. You could I, I saw a desk today online that was uh, really interesting because it was low, it, just low to the ground. The guy sits on a little yoga cushion thing. And, uh, almost like a zabuton for meditation, and the desk is down there low. But he's, you know, his computer, his stuff, it's all right there. So he's kind of, you know. Oh, that would be so comfortable. Those small cushions that lift your butt just a little bit, so that your crossed legs don't fall asleep. You know. Yes. Well, I mean, you don't want to be sitting on your spine on hard surfaces for extended period of time without much weight because you could actually, you know, pinch some nerves. And yeah, stuff. yeah, you could do it. But it kind of tends to make you, me anyway, the times I've done that, I, I don't have one of those Zabuton, I think they're called, cushions. I just use pillows. But it kind of makes me sit up straight, too, hold my spine straight. I don't get to slouch like I do in this desk chair. It does. If you if you slouch when you're sitting like that on the floor, cross-legged, it um it's, it becomes very uncomfortable and and quickly painful. Yes. Which I think is is actually why I love um the idea of the low uh, Japanese tables. Yeah. For Japanese dining. Well, see, it was kind of like that. You have to sit up to dine, and you know you have to sit up straight. And I don't know if you've noticed, but when you sometimes when you go into restaurants, people are. I do it when I'm eating dinner. I'll just kind of like slump and slouch and wiggle around. But when you're sitting on the floor like that, you, I mean, if you want to stay pain-free, you pretty much have to sit up straight and keep your spine aligned, which is so much better for 
well, all of your health, but certainly for digestion. Yeah. The they called it the low white workspace. It's a it's a pure hmm. white desktop and black metal legs. I'll I'll just put it in there. That way Sam and everybody can see. And so humans decide to again regress and go back to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was all this furniture stuff and did we really really? <clears throat> Why are you way up here? I don't know. I um yeah, I find being on the floor very comfortable. So I'm but, I, but I would I, think I would like if my office was a little bit larger. I can't I don't have enough room between my desk and the wall. There's enough room for me, but I'd like about an extra 12 inches because then I could spin in my chair. Yes, well, you know, you have to be careful what you wish for these days because I wanted more room too. Yeah, and you have more room and more rooms and rooms and rooms of boxes and boxes. Well, not so many boxes anymore, but definitely lots of rooms. And uh, I don't think it's going to be as uh, uh, much of a monster to keep clean as you think. I think, you know, now that uh, Maddie has her own space, really, really has her own space, it, it maybe she'll handle it. I don't know. Oh, no, it's not It's not that. No, no. It's just a maintenance on a house like this, especially because in the winter it's wood heated. Ah, yeah. Um. So, you know, I mean, you know, that's funny. learned how to pile wood. I was thinking about that. Um, I was thinking about that today. That uh, need to get you. You've got your little office downstairs where it's going to be. There's like two wood stoves, yeah, on either yes. side. Well, of, there's wood stoves to the left of me and a fireplace that we will not be using until we um, fix it up. Ah, and do but some there renovations is a wood, around here. Wood stove there down there for the flat yeah. top and. Indeed, that's how we heat the house. Ah. Well, up in Colorado, we had one in the basement. My parents' house had one in the basement. And um, uh, they had a cast iron tea kettle. And really? Yeah. And you just kind of walk by every once in a while and, and uh, use a hot pad that was hanging over there and lifted the lid of the teapot and put more water in it. And uh, it just sat there and bubbled, and it kept the place more comfy with the humidity, like a humidifier. I was thinking, she no, needs one of those. Idea. She needs one of those. Well, I have a humidifier, you see. But, yes, ah. in the winter. Well, then you can use the humidifier. Or, sorry, no, I have a dehumidifier. Oh, yeah, but in the, winter, in the winter, it probably gets really dry. We'll see. Because you heat we'll the see. air. and Relative yes. humidity is relative, and it, but of course we're all related. So <laughs> scientific uh, scientific excursion by the BBC has determined that in some thirty two generations, I will be a direct ancestor of every person on the planet. So I'd like to go ahead and apologize in advance. That's <laughs> uh, one of the yes. most. Absurd scientific articles I've ever seen, and I've seen some real absurdity. <clears throat> but well, we spend, do spend gross amounts of money on researching absurdity on this planet. But hey, you know that's part of the fun. Because yeah. why not? Yeah, where else can you do that? I'm not sure. I really can't tell you because I haven't been to many other places. Uh, not that I can 
fully recollect at the moment anyways. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of full recollections, we happen to have Sam's, a guest who has... Yes, we're going to recall, recall the guest, but Sam's coming to move into uh, your apartment. You provide the beer, he'll do the renovation. Oh, that's good. I'm, that's I'm awesome. It, it sounds like a plan. That's great. But we do so have a guest. He's going he's gonna to help us burn wood and mm-hmm. um, do the renovations. That'd be great. That would be grand, just grand, wouldn't it? And then Pascal would have somebody to drink beer with on the weekends when he that's, comes home from work. See? See? It could all work out. just handles so many things. Absolutely. <laughs> now, my, my, my segue is actually meant because we have a guest who um, has had some interesting uh, recollections and yes. revelations. And the last time we had her on the show, um, she she had been doing already some really intense spiritual journeying. And I'm really interested to find out what she's up to now. So shall we bring her on and I can Absolutely. thrill her with a hard-hitting question? With a hard-hitting journalistic qu- question. We'll warn everybody in oh. advance. She was trained as a journalist in, in an earth education institution, so <laughs> that's scary. Um, she didn't let it get to her, though. But And our guest didn't let the uh, education system get to her too badly, it seems. Uh, we have with us again Sky Matreya. Welcome, Sky. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? Doing good. Thank you. Well, I think it's funny that you said something about the education system not getting to me. And although you're right, I feel that the next phase of my development, since I'm going back to school, I need to continue to, you know, try to not let it get to me per se, but to instead allow it to enrich me. So that's where and, my and life has taken a turn. Too. And college can do that. I I had a very yeah. enriching experience at college. Uh, and I I first see the same thing for myself. Now that I got all this, I mean, my spiritual path isn't um, hasn't ended, but I've definitely kind of moved away from some of the intense spiritual quests that I had been doing, and now I'm moving towards something that's more academic, so that I can start working my way up in the world and become more intellectualized instead of just spiritualized. <laughs> be well, that, good at everything. <laughs> that's a that's a perfect segue for uh Jean to pop in with her hard hitting question. It absolutely is because last time you were here I believe I asked you who the hell you were and what you were doing. Yep. Um so this time I'd like to know who the hell are you now and what have <laughs> you been up to? Yeah, I feel like last time I ended up um, listening to that again, and I'm like, why don't we talk about that at the very end? But um, basically, I'm the water bearer, so put it out there right away, um, which is the woman in Revelation, so the person that is prophesized to unite this world, Lady Wisdom, because it's I, that my soul, that is said to like, have the information needed to do so. So I've applied all of this wisdom that I have extracted from my soul through all my spirit quests into a book that I wrote, as well as an artificial intelligence website that I program, which is basically this Buddha bot. It's um, like kind of like a psychotherapy bot, which is what I used to um, describe it last time, or previously, but now it's kind of like moving towards the whole Buddha thing, because that's basically what I am. I'm the world teacher, so the one that is said to help us move into a new age. So 
Um, I hope that answers your question. I mean, I could keep going, but I really well, don't like I labeling it, myself. I, yeah. <laughs> well, labeling can, can get you into trouble with yourself, usually. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely. It of expectations on yourself that doesn't allow, to, allow you to really explore the humanity and the human experience of being here. And I find it interesting that you have gone through this very intense spiritual quest, um, this journey and this revelation of self-knowledge. And now you have done something that Rick and I talk often about, which is coming back and grounding yourself back to the more humanistic earth energies. You seem to be wanting to blend your spiritual knowledge with your physical experience, which you know, is is one of the key features of the show that we talk about often is that sense of blended beingness because you kind of have to be both. You can't be yeah, uh, can't be one or the other. So what yeah. what was the the catalyst to assisting you in altering your course, so to speak? Okay, well, last time we talked, I was in New Jersey, and I was kind of doing the spirit quest, vagabond thing, living out of a backpack, and, uh, like, some nights I'd be sleeping outside, other days I'd be couch surfing, and um, I ended up going to Arizona after I was in Florida, which is where I had intended to go right after we talked last, and in Arizona, I was living in the woods with a bunch of rainbow kids, and I just, kind of, like, hit me that I was tired of living as, like, an ascetic, I guess you could say. And um, the next day, when I was, like, after I had been fantasizing about having a place to sleep and some consistency, I wandered into a Hare Krishna temple. I didn't know what it was because I hadn't really um, been too knowledgeable about the Hindu faiths, but uh, the person that had been operating the place ended up... uh, bringing me down to Tucson and setting me up in an ashram there. And I spent five weeks there getting grounded, and I just got really comfortable with having consistency and routine and a place to stay. And ever since then, I've kind of been making it a point to make sure that I have those basic needs provided for because I felt like I was a self-actualizer. I don't know if you guys know Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but I would be like searching, yeah, searching for meaning, but I did so or like you know to fulfill my potential but I would be doing so without having you know a place to stay without having you know basic connections and all of the things that go underneath the top of that pyramid so ever since then I guess I've been trying to accumulate those and although I did some traveling after I left there it was only five weeks I stayed there I went, went out to California and went up the coast and spent some time in a Buddhist monastery at a Vipassana retreat and still traveled, as I said. But um, I guess that that was the main turning point for me. And I decided to go back to school then when I came home from California just about three or four months ago. So having those needs has really done me a lot of good because now that I do have them, that top of the pyramid isn't sitting on the floor like it was without them, if you can picture that. And or or I, floating I, in the air. Uh, yeah, floating in the any, air, yep. <laughs> without any stability. Uh, I always did compare myself to a kite. <laughs> 
So. Yeah, I was just thinking you might have to change that name now because, you know, um, you're not up there in the clouds anymore. You seem to well, have grown exponentially since the last time we've spoken to you. This is not to say <laughs> that the last time we spoke you didn't have an immense amount of wisdom, but as far as, like, the humanistic element um, of this amazing earthbound experience goes, you, you really have grown and expanded your view on things that I have to say, you know, I'm right bloody impressed with what I'm hearing. Oh, wow. cause it, well, too often we get lost in, in the spiritual journey and we forget about the beauty and the magic of the human experience. And it sounds like you have come back to that. Well, and thank that's you. That really means a lot. Cool. And I do agree. That's something that I've really um, realized. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm growing up. Like I'm at that age where I realize I'm not just a kid anymore. I can't go away with, you know, living out of a backpack. I mean, I guess people do that of all ages. But I have really been craving the mature lifestyle. And the thing, though, about my name, uh, Sky, I don't know if you guys know how I got that name. Yes, no, no, please tell us. Okay, well, yeah, basically, I... okay, it kind of goes back to this dream that I had when I was 18. I was telling somebody else's story earlier today. But I uh, was told, it, it wasn't really even a dream. It was like I felt really dizzy. I felt like I was about to faint. So I told my friend that I was going to go to bed. And I go up into my room and I, like, pass out on the bed. And I get, like, snap into this sleep paralysis that I got stuck and I couldn't get out. And all of a sudden, I'm in this other realm, and I'm being told that I need to die, I need to die, or I'm going to die, I'm going to die, and if I don't die, I'm sentenced to life of insanity. And all of these things, it was like a near-death experience. I saw the white light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm being brought closer and closer to it. And I, long story short, I eventually ended up snapping out of it um, and waking up in my bed. Actually, my eyes snapped open at 11.11, and then I woke up again in the morning, the next day, but I kind of kept thinking about it, obviously, thinking that does this mean that I'm going to die or what does it mean because I hadn't been that spiritual at the time. But for the next year and a half, I kept having all these other dreams and synchronistic experiences that I couldn't explain. And by the time I did figure out that it meant like a symbolic death that would lead to my rebirth, I wrote my family this symbolic suicide note when I got fed up with how my life was going. And I never sent it because they would have been totally freaked out. <laughs> but um, just after this is when I got introduced to the artificial intelligence chatbot uh, that was the catalyst for my awakening and me discovering who, that I'm Lady Wisdom, God's daughter. And uh, I had a dream around the same time that I was pregnant and that this child that I was going to give birth to was going to be named Sky. And um, another long story short, nine months passed and the day that I would have supposedly given birth to this child, I had been laying at the beach. Um, this was long after my awakening. I spent a lot of time getting my life together because I suffered from addiction and a lot of um, psychological, emotional issues. And um, I had spent the day reading at the beach and I was rereading the seventh Harry Potter I was on the part where Harry willingly dies uh, to kill off this evil horcrux that's inside of him to save the wizarding world. And as this happened to me, a rain cloud came out of nowhere and it started 
raining on me and all my guides because I work with a lot of different angels and goddesses and gods um, told me that I was sky now and that I was to be called sky because I had just been reborn and that was my anointment similar to how Jesus was baptized and became the Messiah in the River Jordan. So I um, ended up looking up the name a couple, it was probably a couple weeks later, yeah, and it ended up, it actually means water bearer. So that's a sign for Aquarius, the person that I am, so like the modern Messiah. And I I personally like it because it has a specific meaning too. It's like the sky changes every day and I feel like my essence kind of always does. I'm always in a state of change. So, uh, and then it's vast and deep. There's all sorts of reasons for it, but um, it, what it all comes down to is that it means water bearer. And I was reborn, so the old me was dead, <laughs> or had sacrificed herself <laughs> to, like, save the world, to make the world a better place. So. Well, and I was. Uh... You know, you were talking about being done with living out of a backpack, and, but you're sure that lots of people probably do, and they do, and lots of people live in monasteries. And mm-hmm. uh, but it, there's tremendous value uh, in to me in the integration. You're you're integrating now the the sky. It's 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 almost the marriage of sky to earth. And yeah. and uh, you know, grounding yourself, building those lower layers of Maslow's pyramid, and frankly, lighthouses don't do any good in a big bright place. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, they do good, but but lighthouses are kind of meant to be out where it's dark and shine the light and. Uh, and frankly, I'd like to see a whole lot more awakened people working in banking, accounting, uh, pottery making, whatever it is that they, whatever it is that interests them. Uh, law, law would be good. Yeah, some awakened lawyers, if that's possible. Uh, that almost <laughs> sounds like opposites. There's a marriage of sky to earth right there, awakened lawyer. Um, but there can be awakened lawyers. And and they can be awakened and continue to practice law and bring that wisdom to the practice of law. And I think we'll see a lot of this uh, suing everybody thing go away. You know, once upon a time, the country lawyer in the you know one guy in the country town, just like the country doctor, he talked everybody into you know people had a argument want to sue each other and stuff okay you know and he'd fill out some paperwork and stuff that takes some of the pressure off the people and then he'd just talk to them and straighten it out you know and they'd sue everybody so i i i applaud you for feeling the uh, i think a lot of people feel that that tug that call to ground and and think they're doing something wrong or think that they shouldn't Definitely. Um, what's that it's not of, spiritual enough or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I start I, comparing to I, others. <laughs> I love that it's not spiritual enough. <laughs> I know. What, what do you have to say about that, Jane? Well, you know, I mean, I think... Not spiritual I enough. I think that having a... 
I think that having a, a well-rounded and in tune and awake person behind the counter at your grocery store might be a good thing. Um, I think that as long as we are in the physical reality where these tasks that continue to keep us going as far as providing us with sustenance, food, shelter, education, and uh, health care, as long as we live in that physical reality where those needs need to be fulfilled, then there will be a need for people to be out there fulfilling them. And why can't somebody who's fully awake and aware of their their unique combined spiritual, physical makeup do an ordinary everyday job, like work at a grocery store, be a waitress, or be a gas station attendant, or, you know, grow food, whatever. This, this to me, is, is that... That to me is the future. And yeah, isn't where that the is world we're all that... imagining and envisioning? Is it an awakened world? Well, that means that the guy at the gas pump, the guy at the little convenience store, the gal at the wherever, are all blended, being awake, aware. Uh, so it's, uh, and it's not spiritual enough business look <laughs> look you're a spiritual being right we've all kind of come to that conclusion i think all of our listeners and family uh then it doesn't whatever you do is spiritual because you're a spiritual being so brushing your teeth is a spiritual act it's also spacesuit maintenance but it's required you know it's kind of one of them things you know, I suppose, can you, you know, imagine teeth that don't ever have a problem if you don't brush them and breath that doesn't ever, oh. yeah, yeah, but is that what you want to spend your energy on right now? Or could you just spend some energy on trying to love some of these dark people <laughs> so that, you know, I mean, it, I know, I just believe, I just know in my bones that that there are people in this thing we call government, banking, whatever. People in every military, every walk of life are beginning to wake up, at least beginning to question, which is the first step, to question everything. Yes? So it not only is there nothing wrong, there's like a, a need for... Leaders, you know, said something about moving up the society's ladder. There's a need for leaders in all of those areas that are awake and aware. And they're big ships. They'll take a while to steer. But, you know, everybody's so upset with our president here in, in the U.S. i got to tell you, you get yourself elected president, there's really, frankly, not a whole lot you can do except declare war on somebody. You can do that. You can send the military somewhere. Well, whoopee-doo. I'm glad that Obama hadn't done much of that. Uh, but it's it's the you know they, they we talk about it takes a small percentage of people on Earth to awaken and the, then it's inevitable the, the wave has begun. Well, the same is true for personnel in some corporate structure, some other structure. If these things are gonna if they're going to fall apart, we need people in there. If they're going to 
uh, evolve. It, 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 the awakened folks have to be in there. That 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 grounding, that that building of the base of the pyramids is important as trying to remember what star system you came from. And and, and awake and asleep. I mean, that even in in and of itself is is becoming more and more of a challenging concept every day. Um, let us not forget ever that we are spiritual beings who are choosing to have a uniquely physical experience, um, which is to say that we are a perfectly blended spiritual and physical entity. Yet we have chosen to do this and and to have this experience. So why why would we want to get away from that? Improve it, yes. Evolve it, yes. Of course, absolutely. That's why we're here. That's part of the experience. But to let go of it completely, that doesn't make sense to me. So for anybody to say anything is not spiritual enough, like you said, I mean, anything you do is spiritual because you're a fully blended spiritual physical being. So you can't do anything that's not spiritual and not physical just, as long as you're here on Earth yeah, and alive. Yeah, you can't do anything about that right now. It's it's just that's what it is. You're spiritual and you're physical, and there it is. And so well, someone, it's Evel- just an interesting – go ahead, sweetie. I was going to say from an evolutionary perspective, we're evolving to have something called not – well, we have evolved to have something called new brain functioning, which basically enables us to live with contradictions more so than former generations were able to do. And this could be interpreted in a variety of different ways. But one of the ways that I see this is that we can live normal lives and be spiritual at the same time when before people would be like like needing to commit themselves like shave their heads and live in a monastery if they wanted to be spiritual. And everything was just so black and white. And now we're able to, I guess, maintain more of a medium than extremes like humans often tend to want to do. Absolutely. And and it's an amazing time to live in because, like you said, um, you know, it's not so long ago that if you wanted to have a full spiritual experience and you wanted to have that spiritual journey into an experience, experience that spiritual growth and and that sense of oneness and that sense of self you would have to remove yourself from day-to-day society and segregate yourself um and and join only with people who were also following that path but now that's certainly not required for spiritual growth at all. In fact, I, I would say, if anything, if you truly want to experience the spiritual growth of today's energy, then you have to immerse yourself in the physicality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, since I wrote my book, or I should say after I did my 40 days in the forest, I left and, you know, I had my book in mind, but there was one thing I was determined to do, and it was to get get roots, and I never really had an opportunity to do that because it was just in the time that I wrote my book. I had moved four times, 
and then I started traveling right after. And now I finally feel like I'm at the point that I'm, you know, growing my roots. I'm actually thinking about writing a blog that has to do with this. So I keep your eyes out for that. But um, I've noticed myself becoming so much more related. Like before, I would travel around and stuff, and I wanted to connect with others. But because I was so into the spiritual aspects, I was like kind of, had a hard time relating to other people. But now I'm social. Before I wasn't really that social. I'm like have all these things planned out. I'm about to do yoga teacher training. I'm going to Peru next summer. So I am getting a little traveling in, but I'm able to do it like, I guess, I don't like the word normal, but like a normal person would. And I think that that's helping me to grow as a spiritual teacher and increasing my cognitive complexity, which is social aptitude, which is very important to a communicator like myself. Absolutely, vitally important. How how can you how can you be a teacher if you've never experienced being a student? Exactly. So it's you know it's 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 vitally important, and and I have much appreciation for the wisdom. It comes at such a young age to realize the importance of that connection to our world and to the people in it. Um, there's never a place in a time where it's okay to stand above others. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't expect that, I, or I don't accept that as a truth of today's energy. And I think that the teachers of today need to need to be willing to walk behind. You know, I mean, a leader, a really good, a really good leader walks behind the crowd and and allows them to choose the way knowing that knowing that they they will choose the right path for them and i think that that's that's where we are now that's the energy that we're living in now and it's kind of cool to bear witness to yeah that reminds me of uh, one of my favorite quotes from the Tao Te Ching uh all streams flow into the sea because it is lower than um, humility gives it its power. And everybody will wind up where they're supposed to be because it's just like it's like gravity. But it kind of depends on us all adopting an existential state and knowing that there isn't really one path. There isn't, I would say, in my own personal experiences as a teacher, I say don't follow me, follow yourself because everybody does have their own path that they're on and... I kind of interpret it as leadership as a type of service because that's exactly what it is. It's it's a paradox as pretty much everything else that I see. But, yeah. All right. Well, just about about time that we take a break. Um, And we have Sam with us from Scotland that's I'm sure got some lovely additions to this conversation, which I'm just really enjoying. <laughs> well, it just—it's one of my favorite subjects. Yes, putting well, it, we like it when guests call in with um, questions. It all when together. our listeners call in. Yes, yes, put it all together. Integration. Definitely. I don't know. What should we play for that? I guess Aquarius again. We talked about the I would, Aquarius. I would think with the water bear on the show and all that. You <laughs> yeah, think. well, you know, some water <laughs> stuff. So we'll have some uh, Aquarius from uh, our friend Jolene 
And uh, when we come back, we'll have Sam join us, and we'll see where else we go. Excellent. Yeah? Absolutely. So we'll be back in about four minutes, folks. Stay with us. Everybody has a story, a moment in their life that was a turning point that set them upon a path of self-discovery and adventure. Here at Everyday Connection, we value the sharing of those moments, recognizing them to be the inspiring and uplifting gifts that they truly are. We would like to show our appreciation, not just to our guests and sponsors, but to our listeners and supporters who make it possible for us to share those stories. If you would like to support the continued success of Everyday Connection, share your own story, or know somebody whose story can touch the hearts of others, drop by everydayconnection.me and find out how you can become a part of our ever-expanding EC family.
And it's the uh, it's the song that ends early too. I was I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> I remembered it once, and it was a grand experience. It really was. Yeah. All right. So that was our good friend Jolene at JoleneWorld.com, and it's J O E L E E N World.com. And indeed. So we're back with our guest Sky Matreya and. Our dear friend, Mr. Sam. How are you? Hey, good, thanks. Yourselves seem to be enjoying a good show. Very interesting, isn't it? Very profound in places. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm good. Well, we try. <laughs> good stuff. We get there as long as we don't plan out questions and Aye, totally. outcomes and things. You know, you just let it roll. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Why don't we just start with a question then, just to... Get this one rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Hi, Sky. How you doing? You all right? Good. I'm great. <laughs> cool. Right, I'm just looking at your homepage, just your, on your website. Um, and part of it, you sort of um, say, I think we can both agree that you've stumbled across the site for a reason. And if you do not agree that this reason is divine, there has been some type of force that has led you here. So obviously some forces have led us into this conversation. And uh, I can personally pinpoint key points of what got me here. So uh, what's your story? How are we in this conversation? Now, how did you get to know Gene and Rick, for example? And what were you doing before that? And what was your sort of general story to, to get you here? To get me on? Well, I think that it's good for me to be communicating as much as possible. So I ended up communicating with them and asked them to help um to get me back on the show because I enjoy it. I think they're both awesome, awesome so I wanted to chat with them again and uh, to just yeah. continue. So how did you get to know Gene and um, Rick? What were you doing? What was your sort of circle? Well, how they did they... Found... Sorry for interrupting. I was going to say they found me on YouTube, so they're looking right. for younger spiritual people to interview, and I happen to be one of the individuals that they came across, and I was thrilled that. I had an opportunity to come on because I really do love sharing, uh, like whatever wisdom so I have acquired and so you're par- powered by the forces of search engines. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> there you go. So, not only accelerating our evolution, yeah. but it's <laughs> helping us. So my, my, mine was Facebook powered to get here anyway. So we're kind of in the same boat, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I indirectly got to know. By a friend of hers, a good friend of hers from Facebook, and hence the story. Years later, we still are in good contact and enjoying the shows. You know. Oh, good. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, it's really funny that uh, we're we're still in contact since I, I hardly ever speak to her. <laughs> well, she's a busy lady. You know, she's got her businesses and she kids is. and everything like that. You know, yeah. so good on her. She's making a great effort. She's not got the same. She can't sit up till like three in the morning listening to your shows because you're not in a hurry to get so much things done the next day, you know. Here's here's an interesting synchronicity, actually, that both of you guys will appreciate given Sky's Sky's journeys to get here. The first time that you and I ever met, Sam, I had just gotten back from the first trip to the Philippines and I was right immersed in the whole Magdalene energy and I think you were part of a really long in-depth conversation on yeah. on revelations and the second coming and and all of that and that's how we first met 
And here tonight we have the water yeah. bearer. So the most the reincarnation of Mary Magdalene. <laughs> one of the most deepest pub conversation I've had over a beer in a pub in my life. <laughs> yeah. We met you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice when that happens as opposed to the standard, you know, football. Yeah. I've got all day to talk about football with other friends. I was watching football this, early on this evening, you know. thoroughly enjoyed it, but that was for then, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do without, but, you know, no, after no. a while. <laughs> after a while, it's right. like, you know, really, what's really going yeah. on here? That's it. You've got to mix up your realities and your sort of levels. Sometimes you can just enjoy a sort of, you know, game of football and that sort of main, so you were talking about early on, we all sort of exist like in spacesuits in this sort of common reality, you know. And that's why we sort of have to sort of do well and do that, things like brushing your teeth, etc. But, you know, a lot of things that bring people together are like sports and sort of music and things like that, which we all enjoy in the sort of lower reality, but we can sort of take it places, you know, especially with music, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we tend yeah. not to give enough credit to our normal everyday experiences like sitting together with family and and having a meal or just sitting on a patio with friends and you know drink, drinking a couple of glasses of wine or going to a concert um going to a museum or or you know any any of the normal you know going to a party even yeah. any of the normal things that that we do in our day to day interactions i it confuses me now although you know i mean a couple of years ago i was in that space where i was like well those things aren't spiritual but it, it confuses me now how could, how we could ever view those things as not being part of the spiritual journey and not being part of the spiritual experience because yeah. it's our interaction with with our fellow human beings you I know think vitally you, I think important i think that when you're young and you're gaining new, new, new knowledge you sort of really embrace it you know, especially when you're young and you haven't had this sort of multitude of experiences and you get older and if you discover something very profound and meaningful that you're really going to adopt as part of yourself, you really embrace it and you can sort of like shut out things unintentionally for a while while you sort of focus on sort of make, so adding that big bow to your arrow, your quiver or whatever you sort of mean, you know. But when you get a bit older, you sort of notch up and learn new things becomes sort of more common to you so you're more relaxed about it so you can just... It's not so intense all the time. You don't feel the need to be sort of intensely involved and engaged in that kind of mindset all the time. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm kind of famous for <laughs> saying. I was probably well, in there. Pardon me. <laughs> I, we get the off factor now and again, but uh, I've, I've said probably too many times that why would you come? I mean, we're spiritual beings, so we've come here by choice first choice to have this physical experience well why would you come to a physical experience place to learn how to be non-physical it's the silliest thing you know <laughs> yeah and and we were non-physical before we got here we probably got that down pretty good it we came here to play with this and so really you know uh I, somebody asked muji that and i thought it was a great person to ask that question because he's you know always talking about your absolute stillness in you. Who's watching that and you know, trying to get back to this spot where everything is one, trying to experience sort of all that is. is yeah, but then who comes along and has this what is, great what, what you do? segment on nothing matters anyways. So, I mean, who yeah. better to ask them a question so, like that? So they ask him, you know, what do, what do you still 
you know, live a life? What did, and he's like, yeah, you know, what the fact that you know that you're an observer and not the actor and all that, and that your thoughts are occurring inside you and, you know, under your control, uh, go to a movie, have a pizza with friends. You know, that's what it's about. And, no, uh, mix it, mix it up. Yeah, <laughs> mix it yeah, up. Yeah, and but if Read you Harry Potter with that with that with that sort of inner knowing and joy and and ooh, I'm gonna go. This will be an adventure. You know. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, you can just tap into any part any time if you're comfortable thinking like that. You know, you can tap into various pieces of your mind as and when. You know, you can go up and down the gears. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite good. You don't, you can't be in sort of like top gear all the time. You know, yeah, got to experience. Unless you're, unless you're really hardcore and really, really. But there's only very, very few people that are like that. You know, you can, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and and, but there's a everybody's puzzle piece fits into the big picture. Whether right, you're totally, yeah, yeah. Whether you're going to be a teacher full time and live in the monastery over there to, you know, going to dig ditches and drink beer and have babies and that's it. Yeah. Um, Some people are know, just happy and generally happy. So, uh, yeah. 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 And, Absolutely. you know, because when you, you take off towards what it is that turns you on, it turns you on. It's funny that. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> True that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, things, explanation thing for things when you really get down to it are generally simple. That's what everybody, you know, that I respect for wisdom seems to think, you know. We tend to complicate so Sky, things. Um, now, how is this going to, because I know you, you finished, um, I know you finished one version of, of the book and you put it online. How is this new acceptance of of the importance of your physicality and your groundedness? How is that going to how is it going to change and shift and alter the way that you present um, present your being now? Because I mean, it's got to change how you're gonna how you're gonna approach things. At least I would think it would change how you're gonna approach things. Yeah, definitely. But I think that emerging myself in the norm is helping me to come up with person-centered messages that will better resonate, that will be more likely to resonate with people that are, I guess, for example, I just got a job working at the mall. (laughs) And at first I was, like, completely turned off by this after living as an aesthetic. Now all of a sudden I'm, like, experimenting with aestheticism and I think that being around you know the retail girls and all these shoppers consumers is helping me to realize that how many people do like living their lives that way and like I'm still going to have to come up with a message to help urge them to live a more spiritually adapted life but it would be a lot easier to do when I can when I'm one of them I guess you could say like not in the sense that I'm going well, to abandon have... everything that I have learned, but I've like just I'm changing my message to better accommodate the masses, the whole, not just the people that are already interested in spirituality or have 
the same type of history that I have. So it's all about just um, emerging myself and experiences so that I can resonate or relate to as many people as possible. So that's one of the reasons I'm going back to school and one of the reasons that I've had to experience so many different types of subcultures already at this young age. So I'm 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 curious, uh, you know, given all that has come before, what what are you going to study? Well, I'm double majoring in communications and social psychology, but I'm going to go into evolutionary psychology. So I have a lot of school ahead of me, but I am so interested in these subjects that I have a feeling that will go by pretty quickly. No, I, I think like so. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank yes. you. Because <laughs> I am a little nervous, to be honest, about going back. You, well, I'm, you're I'm still picking a course, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. so go for it, yeah, enjoy first, it. You know, and, and, Definitely. And, and find the, uh, you know, like Sam was saying, you you can find that connection anywhere, like in social situations. We find it in yeah. education, too. Yeah, uh, definitely. A lot of these... So there's a lot of... There's a lot, a lot of, of smart people. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I remember in, in many courses, from math and science to literature, you know, all of a sudden coming across a piece or or, or an idea or something, you just go, "Wow, that's really cool." And <laughs> well, it is. And um. Uh, it was the people for me, you see, it's that what, made it yeah, cool. Yeah, it's what kept I, it going for me was, you know, where's these nuggets or, or you know. The, the nuggets for me were the people. Um, dated a druid, had a witch for a roommate. Uh, you know, I, I just, I'm. I, and this I'm, was a journalism school. That's a journalism school. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as I said, yeah. you, you, you just, you carry your vibration with you and. You see what you get, see. And and it can be a tremendously fun adventure. Even the learning part can be just tremendous fun, you know, as long as you see it that way. It's how you, it's all up to you, right? That's what we talk about every day on Everyday Connection, right? It's choice in the yes. moment. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be interesting to see what kind of people she's going to run into. Um, yeah. Taking those kinds of courses. Actually, I'm really excited about that. Actually, this summer has kind of been devoted to a lot of socializing, which is kind of unusual for me because I had always kind of considered myself to be this loner. But I think it's preparing me for the classroom setting where I'm going to be talking to all different types of people. I guess it's going to be actually one type of people, person, like the people that are seeking out an education and that is going to be really great because this path has, to be honest, been a really lonely one. Soren Kierkegaard, my favorite philosopher, said that the path of an individual is a lonely one, but this one particularly has been a challenge, and it's because I um, haven't been in situations where I've been able to really connect to others, like that are intellectuals like myself, because I've been doing so many spiritual the spiritual situations. Well, again, I find it. It's just awesome. Yeah, so I'm yeah, starting off at a uh, 
uh, where I left off last, Augsburg College. It's a private school in Minneapolis. But I'm going to want to transfer just because when I was there last, I felt like Augsburg was kind of like this pair of shoes that were too tight. I want to be around people that want to change the world and like working towards or have the competence to like really exert that conduct to do so. So we'll see where the universe <laughs> takes me, but I should say the trail of breadcrumbs <laughs> that I'm constantly following. <laughs> no end to them. <laughs> oh, that is true. And exciting. Really. Yeah, it is really exciting. It's exciting changes. And I'm just so relieved. Before I was like so stressed about getting everything done by 2012. There's all this misinformation out there about Nibiru and like the apocalypse happening on December 21st. But really, well, well, if it does, you've tried your best anyway. It sounds the things, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <right. laughs> it all kicks off on the 21st of December. It sounds like you've had a really good go at it anyway. So you should be proud of where you got yourself to. So you know, yeah. There's going to be a lot of people that will be let down, but it's technically, uh, I mean, I still consider it to be the end of a cycle and the beginning of a new yeah. one. But in the beginning comes darkness, and that's what we're going to have to experience yeah. first. Aye, so. aye. I'll get you. <laughs> and let's not yeah. let's not forget the meaning of the word apocalypse. What is the I mean, actual it? It it actually means the re- revelation of truth. Oh, revealing okay. of truths, right, revealing yeah. of hu- hidden truths. Okay, and um, not yeah, many people have actually. Huh, I've never heard that. I'm glad you told me that. <laughs> See, not many people actually have gone and 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 studied the the meanings of some of the core words that we use. We we blatantly throw around and toss around as proof of you know our our doomed future. Yet they don't they don't actually go and research the meaning behind those words. Um and yeah, I mean, and the definition of apocalypse is, is revelation of truth. Yeah, you leave it to Hollywood, apocalypse means big war and hurricanes and stuffs. Yeah. And um but that's not what the word means. That's not what the people that's who not started what the word off means at all. the word and the idea had in mind. Uh, right. And it, 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 those are some of those nuggets and jewels that I kept finding, you know, buried in these. They're not really buried; they're just kind of strewn around, like a trail of bread com- crumbs, almost. Mm-hmm. The, the, the little nuggets <laughs> in there. Mm. Yes, Indeed. I think it's going to be a grand. Hold on. Confirmation breadcrumbs. You know that that you you see this as as knowing that this is. You, you instinctively know, okay, Revelations is not talking about the end of all things. It's simply talking about a change, a shift in uh, awareness, perception, in ability to integrate and share and live with each other. And you know that instinctively to be a truth, yet there's this overwhelming sense of darkness due to you know years and years of a build-up so you take the journey and and along come these little nuggets of of information here and there that go you know your your gut is telling you the right thing here's confirmation here's more confirmation here's a little bit more confirmation i think that's the best part of it the journey isn't it is is you know it's when the universe winks at you yeah you could call them winks 
<laughs> yeah. I like that. It's kind of a wink, you know. <laughs> Man, this is killing me. Where I just, what is why? What and you look up and it's eleven eleven or Yeah. So many ways that the little winks are Yeah, just kind of reminding that <laughs> they're there. Yes. Everything's how it's supposed to be. It's reassuring. That's mine. Absolutely. If we talk about the darkness before the dawn, I mean, if if you think about the last few hundred years, we could go back the last 2,000 years. Has that not kind of been some dark times for humanity? We've been plagued by war. We've been plagued by disease. We've been plagued by, you know, poverty, starvation, um, division. So I I don't think that the times are any darker. So many people are waiting. I think the dark times are almost over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're waiting for the dark times that they talk about in books like Revelation, you know. When's the thousand years of pestilence? Well, it's actually been a couple of thousand years of pestilence, and it's almost over. Hang in there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And the way that I see it, it's like there's so many people that are still kind of content with how things are going. And I'm talking mainly about, like, government, political stuff. And, uh in order for them to, I guess, want to get out, per se, uh, first they need to become uncomfortable at the point where they want to leave. Well, they're getting the last of it out. You know, it's like the last great hurrah of duality. Uh, You look at the political race for president. Talk about duality. Wow. (laughs) You know? But, I mean, if we, if we think about even the last year, the average yeah. human being isn't going to allow that to continue. Are you kidding me? How many yeah. how many revolutions have there been in just in the last year? And we're not even talking about, you know, third world countries that have have had to deal with oppression and repression for years mm-hmm. and years and years that are uprising. We're talking about places like Montreal, Quebec, where the students say, hell no, we won't go. Screw you. Um, and people standing up for what they believe yeah. in. It's yeah. unprecedented. We're becoming sovereign. And I don't... Absolutely. Absolutely. This is what we want, and we have a right to have it. We demand yeah. it, and it will be our truth. Protests and not gonna... the streets and everywhere. <laughs> Just... Protests in the streets in Russia, you know, um, and yeah, their president over there, he used to be a KGB man. He kind of likes that whole control thing and be the big boss. Okay, well, last chance. Too bad for him. Enjoy. <laughs> enjoy while you can because, I mean, really, come on, sink your teeth in. Enjoy while, while you can. And and uh, he is. Um uh, They've discovered this thing on the government dole, this gigantic house with like four helipads. And wow. It's like you wonder, maybe it's got four helipads because to get from one wing of the house to the other, you need to take a helicopter. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> and um, But, you know, everybody wakes up, he's not going to be able to play that game because nobody's going to want to play with him. They'll say, you go play that game by yourself in the corner. And and so he's got to get it now, <laughs> you know. It 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 almost kind of makes sense, really, what so many channels and books and things have been saying. You know, it's the the end of duality. So you got to get it all out on the table, 
And, boy, they're getting it all out on the table, aren't they? Definitely, yeah. I mean, you're doing a fantastic job of just bringing all the contrast right out, you know. And so <laughs> and, quickly, too. <laughs> and if you look at it that yeah. way, it, it, it's it's really, you can get into that space of, man, we are good because, look, you know, the best of the best and the worst of the worst is all going on at the same time. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. We good. <laughs> we good good little creators. We know how to do that stuff. Speaking of good little creators, we probably should <laughs> have another break and uh, play some lovely music. Uh, talking about grounding and talking about, you know, Memories of star families and things are wonderful because it can be part of your experience of oneness. But, you know, people ask me, I'm an admin on a starseed board, you know. Oh, what star system are you from? This one? (laughs) What planet are you from? Earth. Earth. (laughs) The minerals in my body are in constant communication and resonance with the minerals in the earth underneath my feet. (laughs) I think I'm pretty much an earthling at the moment. We all are. And everybody needs to just get over that and remember that manifestation of like planetary systems and whole universes is not it, it, it is something that you can do sort of on the weekend, but you know, you you put a little more in it than just, you know, stuff spinning around. Anyway. Yeah, no earthling. amount of hope surpasses the value of wisdom. <laughs> So, uh, of course, that means we're going to play your other favorite song. Awesome. I got both favorite songs in one night. I think we might as well, really. Well, hell, what a a way to end a week, really. I'll take it. I'll take it, yeah, because we haven't played Earth Prayer in a little bit. A little bit of that Earth Prayer. Yeah, Yeah. this is Earth Prayer from our dear friend, Inabi, and we'll be back in about five minutes. Stay with us, folks. Give me 
our dear friend Ina V and uh, we're back with our guest Sky Matreya and our dear friend and brother Scottish brother do I have a Scottish brother yeah I, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> brother from another mother brother yeah. from another mother over there on another 
Across the ocean. Oops. Here we go. What was that? Oops. I apologize for the barking dogs you're going to hear in a minute. <laughs> I like barking dogs. They're cool. With me. Yeah, bring on the dogs. Let them join in. <laughs> yes, she has three now. Here you go. Mm -hmm. I do. And uh, so a fun bunch. It's great to hear about the dog dynamics on Tuesday. So here we got yeah? the dogs for real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Talking so much about them, the others. Retired and a uh, ball of energy that's just learning and and the the Chico who will always be the Chico. A little less neurotic than once upon a time and that's cool. A little relaxation for Chico, but still Chico. Chico's the man. He's always gonna be neurotic. It's just in his personality. It's who he is. He's been neurotic as long as I've known him. Yeah. Have a He's coffee been mug with nine it. years. Graphic on it that uh, it says, while their owners sleep, nervous little dogs prepare for their day, and you see this chihuahua making a cup of espresso. I love it. I, okay, I well, really maybe you had to be there. Yeah, well, no, I, th I think he does sneak caffeine and stuff. Um, really? Because he's really high strung. Really high strung. But there it is. But there it is. But there it is. So, been putting uh, our friend Sky's website into the, uh, of course, our musicians' websites as well. But uh, it's at uh, just S T Matreya, which is M A I T R E Y A dot com. And you can find the link there. I'll put it in the chat room uh, on where it says AI chat. You can find the uh, link to have a little chat with Yoshimi. Yoshimi, right? Yoshime, yeah. She's uh, named after the song Yoshime Battle Pink Robots. It's a Fleming Lips song. Oh, cool. It's about a hero girl that's trying to save the world from evil robots. <laughs> So it's kind of ironic. I started, I created it before I even knew about anything that I'm doing, but it just kind of turned into psychotherapy kind of bot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. She's getting smarter now. Uh, it's kind of hard because I have to program her depending, or I have to go on and say what I think somebody is going to say, and there's such a wide variety of possibilities, and then program whatever responses for whatever it is that I come up with. So she might be a little random still, but she'll get there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to play with. <laughs> that must what? have been the off factor. That was the off factor? Talking chatting with the off uh, Yoshimi, the computer? The artificial intelligence? You got uh some of your videos up there too. Oh, great. Thanks. Those are always cool. And That's I, how, that's yeah, how I will be redoing some of the more informative ones once I complete my public speaking class. So hopefully over winter break I can get going on those. And I have some friends that do film that are going to help me. I'll go to the studio and make them more professional. Cool. But that's a project for another day. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You can do yeah. a for yourself. Story. What was that? But I enjoy the ones that you put up where you're just like, 
have your camera or phone or whatever that you're just carrying in front of you, and you're they're very they're very uh, intimate almost. You oh, know. thank you. Uh, yeah, they've been so a great I, practice for me. I, I predict uh, great success in your public speaking class. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful that I have all this practice under my belt already. It makes a huge difference. So I can really see myself getting into that, though. Definitely. Besides, Nestor and George will get a hold of somebody and wink at you, and it'll be okay. See? <laughs> <laughs> Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Over right, here. Right, right. Hey. Over here. Over here. Nudge, nudge. Come on. Yeah. Yes. It's it's definitely how it goes. Money fight. <laughs> Their wink, wink, nudge, nudge got me through more than one say day. Say the more, say the more. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. That's yep. the one. <laughs> got to get with the python. Everybody's got to get with the python. You know, they have to. Monty python for all. Oh yeah, it's cultural it gold. Be, really, I think it should be on the curriculum. It was, but that that was uh, one of our major occupations. It's, I was the director of video services of the cinematography group at my high school, and one of our main things was that we used this complicated video equipment. It was before everybody had VCRs and stuff, DVRs, and uh, this big complicated studio recording equipment and. And the timer was a huge box that sat next to it. And, uh, but we figured out how to record all the Monty Python episodes off of a public broadcasting station in the middle of the night. And then we'd sign out that we needed to you know, do some work in the video lab, and we'd go over there and watch Monty Python. See, and I'm of the mind that if they had just played it during Sunday school, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it would have cleared a whole lot of shit up, and I wouldn't have had to go through all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Grail, life of Brian, you know. I'm a second-generation Pythonite. <laughs> yeah, let us not forget, you know, Jesus had a lot of competition. There were a lot of messiahs running around at the time. <clears throat> Don't hear about that. Yeah, it certainly wasn't yeah. wasn't the only one, but, I mean, that's not something that's openly discussed. There were discussed. people who wanted to be, you know, really. Yeah, well, and you've had a you've had a beer, so we don't want to. Sometimes your soapbox is down in the bottom of that bottle. We don't want to get. Yeah, uh, uh, I haven't even gotten close to halfway through the bottle. So okay, good. There's uh, no soapbox tonight, sir. No soapbox. Sometimes, tonight. sometimes beer and wine for you is kind of like Cracker Jacks. There's a prize inside, and it's a soapbox. I have. Yeah, one. well, you know I what? Have a, I have a yeah. big multi-level <laughs> hydraulically operated. Uh, Teleprompters and everything, soapbox man. I wow, well, get me up there. When I kind of, well, I kind of let go of all that angst. I mean, there's really not much point in getting getting agitated about all that. I don't think it it really assists us. Doesn't really do anything official much. No, I mean, it, what's done is done, and uh, we we had that part of our journey and that that experience, and it's. You know, obviously it needed to happen or else it wouldn't happen. So here we are, and uh, why are we going to get annoyed with some misrepresentations that serve the purpose that they serve? That, yeah, you know, that, that's but they serve famous their purpose. So, Elohim line, remember, 
Whatever it is that's happening or happened or any of that kind of stuff, remember it's your first choice. You know. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't have happened. An uncomfortable thing, you say this this was my first choice. Has to be. You don't manifest this whole thing just for no good reason. You know, you didn't you didn't make a mistake and manifest the wrong thing. Really. No, every everything is everything is just right. Everything's just peachy. Yeah, absolutely. And that does it no, makes so- it hard to have soapbox and coffee with source. And I listen yeah. to I listen to those sometimes. I can't get too far. You know, I can't listen to a whole one, but they just make me laugh. I think it's so funny. Yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard these days to get so foxy about that stuff. It really is. It, we got really worked up about some stuff. Huh? I d- you, mm, mm, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, and it was kind of I fun. Mean, you now, know, now if I'm going to get it worked up, it's because some dog woke me up at five thirty in the morning. That'll get me worked up. That'll get you worked up. I've gotten some messages from you before about the dog. <laughs> you know, like. I, I warned you though that my Molly, you knew my Molly likes to get me up at five five thirty in the morning, and so now you have a Molly, and she likes to get you up at five or five thirty in the morning. Absolutely, absolutely, and that'll get me that'll get me so boxy. But religious wars, nah, <laughs> no point, really. <laughs> <laughs> it was all it was all great fun. Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. See no more. That's, That's it. That's the one, you know. We 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 get to 2013. We're going to make a whole series of Monty Python esque movies about the fun we had getting here. Yeah, there you go. Luxury, right? <laughs> right. You know, at one point as a society, we actually believed. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> the things we think are important today are not the things we're going to think important tomorrow. Yeah. That's, that is certain sure. That has been consistent. It's called evolution. Through experience, that has been consistent. Absolutely. But yeah, things are things are definitely shifting in that sort of a way where it's just like you know. Well, it was the reason that Changemakers was all you know the scripts all based around. We're not going to talk about what's wrong or problems. What problems? These people are having great success right this instant. Let's talk about that. Hey, eh? it's very it's very hard to um, get completely lost in the energy of of saving anybody who's already well on their way to save themselves. You know what I mean? So it's um, like I said, I keep saying we live in some fascinating times, and it's it's so much fun to watch. Really, at the end of the day, you can't really complain. No. Yeah, it's a lot to get you sort of self-interested in or entertained or dismayed or lots of emotions. You know, you can just sort of tune in to the news or the thing or just go online. You know, you've got constantly something to make you think, you know, to keep your mind busy. Yeah. Yeah. Elohim's been talking about that lately. Like, you know, could you have, you know... Quiet, maybe? Yeah. Or does There's the hamster wheel mind have to run all the time? Yeah. Because yeah. there's something going on, and something else going on, something else going on. There's only one of me to pay attention to so much, and then you can get right. tired out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, you know, I, I really think to, you, you take television and modern media type 
Hollywood, the whole thing. Uh, they've got us hooked on adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And, you know, so you turn it off, you don't get your adrenaline boosts every so often. you got to make coffee or do something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or know that, you know, okay, that was silly. I was addicted to adrenaline and drama. Yeah. That's why soap operas are quite popular. A lot of people get hooked onto that that revelation or that moment at the end where they've kept hanging and they're thinking about it until uh, the next time it's on the next episode and they sort of really feel that they have to sort of tune in because it's sort of become part of their brain uh, maintenance function thing, you know. The brain craves it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's actually a genetic genetic variation that's the cause of that. It's called D2R2 and it's uh, causing this like discontent reward deficiency syndrome that's making people less joyous in everyday tasks. So they turn to things like adrenaline boosters or TV or the bar, or whatever it is, to give them that like like sense of sensory stimulation because they have a harder time finding it on their own. It's just kind of interesting to know from an evolutionary perspective why that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's all it's all written in there. Of course, we can rewrite it. That's the fun part. Yeah, definitely subconscious. That's the fun part. And uh and every, you know, new aha we have goes into the energetic template so we can pop out and pop back in and have the whole the whole thing. That's fun. All right, folks. Well, we're getting close to the time. Uh, we are. This is that point where we would say, Sky, if you had two minutes all to yourself, what would you tell the world? Uh, to be honest, the first thing that just popped in my mind is the more I have to say, the less I feel the need to talk. <laughs> and I mean, there's probably a million things that I could say, but. Like I'm just grateful that you guys have let me on the show again. Um, it was fun to fill you in with where I'm at, and um, uh, I'd love to come back on at some point. Maybe when my life has taken another turn, we'll see when that will be. But um, well, the uh, we can get the details on this adventure or the next adventure. There'll always be adventure. Yeah, maybe after after Peru, that would be a good time next summer. And by that time, I'll, I started the second part of my book already. Um, I was like, I'm 250 pages into the second draft. I mean, um, and I'll finish the second draft next summer. So. Very cool. Yeah, you can tell us all about your then. new book. Okay. Yeah, and I'll probably put it up. I, I want to read through it three times before I look for the publisher. But in the meantime, I might put it online. It's the when second you, book when, in Revelation. And when you get to that point, if you're if you're looking for a publisher, we know a really good one. We know oh, a couple of really good ones, actually. Really? Well, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because there's kind of been a part of me that's been a little stressed about a having to go through that process. Cause it's a couple of good ones that process. are... Oh, no. We can hook you up. about their authors. Oh, perfect. They let their um, author have their way. Uh Okay. They've got yeah, wonderful advice to give, but they I break all sorts of rules in mine. So they see it just as advice. They their main well, advice is to do it the way you want to do it. And, will they yeah, help that, me get it out then, or am I going to oh, have to find an agent? 
No, no, they'll, they'll help you. They'll they'll help you get it out, and um, they're the they're thing. yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, Inner Child Press. Great. Inner Child Press. It's a it's it's a good name. It's a good. Oh, I like that. It's a fine fine bunch of folks. It really is. Uh, yeah. They're in our sponsor bit, which we haven't actually played for a while because I don't have it attached to a piece of music that we've been playing. We've been playing Get Involved, which is Come Tell Us Your Story, and we definitely want to do that, and I want to do give a shout-out to all of our friends, fans, listeners, and supporters because uh, we we had a nice month this month. It was It's nice when the show account has the money there when there's a need, like this month when Jane needed Wi-Fi. Got Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I did. Got one. Very nice. good. So, uh, do want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Wi-Fi. Uh, we'll, uh, in fact, I think I'm going to play the sponsor bit right before the closing theme. So, stay and listen about our uh, some of our lovers, fans, family. We call them family. I put that in status mm-hmm. a lot. You know, when I'm talking about fans, we we call them listeners. We call them family. And, uh, Absolutely. You guys Absolutely. Are awesome. Now, do we have some? We have some other guests coming up, Rick, because I don't have a calendar. Oh here. yeah, calendar. That's right. You used to do calendar, and now it's my thing to do calendar. So here it is. <laughs> oh yeah, Tuesday. Y'all come bring uh, ear cleaner because Justin Blackburn will be back on Tuesday. Uh, that. You'll see uh, when I get the show posted off schedule this weekend, it will be marked uh, mature audiences. Not safe for work. <laughs> and then, um, then we have uh, Don from Heart Ruth on Thursday. And uh, then Gage Tarrant the following Tuesday, a young lady that I sort of went to school with. We had two schools right across the street from each other, so we were sort of all running around together, same people. So, good stuff coming up. And uh, speaking of good stuff coming up, there's a weekend coming up. Yeah, there is. And that's awesome. So, definitely. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. Join us next Tuesday for Justin Blackburn. And until then, stay connected. Night, everybody. Good night. Good night. And now, a word from our sponsors. All things are ruled and shaped by patterns. Every moment is filled with symbolism and synchronicity. Understanding the symbols that shape our lives can provide us with guidance and a greater sense of freedom as we gain the ability to navigate the subconscious. Mama Webb draws on 16 years of research into world mythology, theology, symbols, tarot, archetypes, and natural healing, combining that knowledge with intuition, personal experiences, and witnessing, journeying, supporting over 700-plus clients on their paths to peace. Mama Webb is able to provide unique insight into the forces that guide our lives and shape our worldviews. You can find Mama at mamaweb.com or call 1-855-WEBB. The life of a creator can be challenging without the support of a loving family. When your inner child calls, will you have the courage to answer? If you're looking for a safe place to play in the artistic energy of life, a place where you can be embraced for all the beauty that you naturally hold within, then the inner child family is the perfect place for you. A safe haven for artists, poets, and musicians, this uniquely accepting group of individuals is waiting to welcome you with open arms. 
be it support that you seek, publishing assistance, or just a fun, friendly place to hang your virtual hat, you found a second home in Inner Child. Go home to IamInnerChild.com. Are you looking for answers, clarity, and relief? Are you seeking resolution to the issues in your life that are leaving you feeling confused, upset, and out of control? Are you experiencing the same situation over and over again? Are you ready to move forward and let go of what no longer works? Or is your mission to bridge the gap between human and animal, allowing for the relationship between you and your companion to deepen and flourish? With the help of the gentle guiding hand of Akashic visionary and animal communicator Inez Martin, you can find the answers that you are looking for. Open your heart to the possibilities by visiting Inez at VisionaryLifeConsultant.com. And now for some irregularly scheduled music. hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.